Hello, fellow fiends. Welcome to another episode of Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces. I am your host, Cassie Opea, and I got new fairy lights, and I am absolutely in love with them, so I figured that I would incorporate them into this week's episode. Um, I'd like to take a moment to absolutely just say how much I appreciate all of the support with the uh, podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for liking, sharing, commenting, um, spreading the word, spreading the news, buying the merch, um, subscribing to the YouTube channel. Definitely do that if you haven't yet. Um, Follow the podcast's podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Um, Say that five times fast. Um, But thank you so, so much. Um, It is very much appreciated. Uh, Don't forget that if you subscribe through the Patreon or the anchor.fm page, you get a uh, subscriber discount, which I send personally to your email um, or your Patreon account, Um, and you get access to bonus episodes every other Tuesday, and you also get... um, early access to episode with the weekly episodes and um yeah just access to fun bonus content that you don't get on these regular episodes also check out the blog you can go to pizzaandpigtails.com um there's the creepy cases spooky spaces blog there's also the pizza and pigtails blog but there's also the wiccan fay shop where that merchandise is or yeah where the merchandise is uh so check it out Um, Also, subscribe to that YouTube channel because that definitely um, helps get me seen. It definitely helps the podcast get uh, traction. And uh, like, comment, share with your fellow fiends, and definitely anyone who um, enjoys the genre. Uh, So let's get started on today's episode. I have another spooky space for your listening pleasure today. And um, more than 1,000 bodies, many of them were very well known in Baltimore's past, lie buried inside the walls of this spooky space. And many of them still haunt the grounds today. Established in 1786 by a prominent uh, group of laymen um, and a local Presbyterian congregation. The burial ground, which was, or which is, situated to the west of Baltimore city limits uh, due to the fears of contagion, which is the communication of disease due to close contact. Now, from voices to apparitions and a gruesome history, uh, Westminster Hall and burying ground earned a spot on my spooky space list. So let's get started and hear all about it, shall we? Western Burial Ground is a graveyard and former church located in Baltimore, Maryland. Now, the graveyard was established in January, uh, purchased, oh, 
January 1787, sorry, uh, purchased by a committee of noted laymen, William Smith, John Boyd, and William Patterson. And for the next six decades, the grounds actually became a final resting place for many important and influential people. Edgar Allan Poe is buried there, the son of Francis Scott Key, the grandfather of President James Buchanan, and 15 generals from the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. They were all citizens of the growing and soon-to-be third largest city in America. Now, up until 1852, the grounds lay as an open graveyard, and Frank, the uh, body snatcher, found bodies to sell to the medical department at the University of Maryland. Uh, he would pry open the coffin with a tool that was similar to a butcher's hook. He would then, uh, once the body was exposed, he would take that hook, hook it under the neck right here at the base of the skull, and he would literally pull the body out of the ground. Now, I mean, once the Westminster Presbyterian Church a Gothic revival structure that had a number of architectural characteristics that make it exceptional and unique. Um, it was completely built over the top of the cemetery. And one of these attributes that makes it stand out is that it created a sort of catacombs and numerous large family sepulchers, 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 um, which is a small room or monument cut into stone or brick where bodies or uh, maybe just one body or multiple bodies um, are laid after death. Uh, and individual grave markers, some crumbling, darkened, and ivy-covered, fill the walled yard, creating a sort of compact necropolis. Now, there are stories that many individuals were buried in the cemetery who weren't actually dead. And this was a big problem back around this time. Um, you had a lot of people who were buried who weren't actually dead. And that's why you see a lot of bells um, in older grave sites or um, things that would make noise so they could alert the groundskeeper. And that's actually where the groundskeepers came from as well. Um, those overnight uh, cemetery guardsmen. They would hear the bells and they would try their best to get um, whoever was still with us um, out of the coffin as soon as possible. Now, um, once they, those that weren't able to get out uh, finally passed, it seems that their spirits stayed in this world and would begin to wander the grounds, uh, seeking out the person or persons responsible for burying them alive in order to seek their revenge. 
For many decades, the church struggled and dwindled down to basically nothing. And in 1977, it was handed over to the Westminster Preservation Trust, a private nonprofit organization established under the leadership of the University of Maryland School of Law. And it was at this time when it was closed for worship. So today it's known as Westminster Hall, and it has been fully restored and is now used for purposes including tours of the catacombs and the graveyard. And the burial ground is full of creepy, ghostly sightings and stories, and it's actually been featured on Sightings, The Ghost Report, and episodes of Creepy Canada and Scariest Places on Earth. And EVPs have been captured, as well as photos with shadowy figures and orbs. There's been many reports of an elderly man with white hair walking between the rows of graves, um, looking for a particular gravestone. No one knows who he is, uh, but usually he disappears about as quickly as he appears. The ghost of a wild and crazy lunatic known as Leona Wellesley, who was buried in a straitjacket right from the asylum to the cemetery. Um, so residents of the area say that they can actually hear her mad laugh, and some get the feeling that they're being followed by her throughout the cemetery. It's really creepy. <laughs> Um, so Valance, a uh, once cemetery keeper and grave digger, actually still watches over the area. Um, but if you don't respect the grounds or you're too loud, he will actually chase you out of the cemetery with his shovel in hand. Now, it's actually been said that he would have one too many in his waking life, and it actually seems to have followed him into his not-so-waking life, and he will supposedly um, cuss at you and try to bury you alive, which that sounds, you know, like a lovely Sunday afternoon. Now, the ghost of 16-year-old Lucia Watson Taylor, who died in 1816, is seen kneeling and praying at her own grave. She was reported to have long, dark hair and wearing a white, flowing gown. Um, now, I've actually tried to get information on Lucia and who she was, uh, maybe how she died, why... Um, her spirit may actually still be caught in this realm, but all I could actually find on her was that her father was the son of Captain William Taylor, and her mother was a descendant of Elkanah Watson. The popular school of Cambridge is a skull, not school. The popular skull of Cambridge is actually buried in the graveyard as well. Now, the skull is said to be that of an unknown minister who actually was murdered by um, 
well, decapitation, um, <laughs> and reports claim that the skull would scream at all hours of the day and night, and that the screams were said to be so terrible and horrific that they would actually linger in the minds of those who spent prolonged time around it. Now, until it drove them to the point of insanity, forcing some of them to take up residence at the local psychiatric wards. So they ended up um, taking the skull. They bound it, gagged it, and buried it in a block of cement. Now, the most famous present, uh, resident of the burial ground is Edgar Allan Poe. And I'm sure that most of you, if not all, know who that is. Um, if you don't, um, tune in, because I'll actually be covering his creepy case of the mysterious death of Edgar Allan Poe um, in just a few weeks. Now, he was actually buried there in October 1849 after his sudden and mysterious death. And um, it's actually pretty crazy, so definitely check that out when it's posted. Um Poe was buried in the old western burial grounds of the First Presbyterian Church, originally in an unmarked grave. Um, he actually was pretty penniless when he died, so there wasn't a lot of money for his funeral or a headstone. Um, but not too long after his death, a small stone was put up in the southeastern corner through the efforts of Nielsen Poe, who was a relative of Edgar's. And just a few years later, in 1875, the children of Baltimore raised money through a project called Pennies for Poe um, to build a monument dedicated to Edgar. And his body was actually exhumed and moved to the area so visitors could see him as they entered. However, um, the monument was a little too large, so his body was yet, um, was exhumed yet again and ended up being moved into a plot with his wife, Virginia, and his mother, Maria. Now, Poe's ghost has actually been seen near his grave and in the catacombs, dressed in all black with a long coat, a wide-brim fedora, and a scarf. And he's actually also been seen in the altar inside the church, at the altar inside the church. I don't know why he would be in the altar, but he's been seen at the altar inside the church. And now, mysteriously, the same type of figure was seen yearly on the anniversary of his death from 1920 to about 2009. And the figure would stand at the, um, in front of Poe's grave, uh, leaving three red roses, which supposedly, um, these represented Edgar Virginia, and Maria. Um, they would also take a bottle of his favorite drink, which was cognac, um, and no one knows who the man was, and it would have had to have been multiple people considering it went from 1920 to 2009. Um, so I guess, you know, the torch would just be um, passed along as one of them 
stopped doing it. Um, but I guess they must have been um, pretty big fans of Poe, or maybe they were family members of his, um, but nobody knows. So, um, so comment below and tell me, have you ever been to the Westminster Burying Ground? If so, what was it like? Is it super, super creepy like it sounds? Um, did you experience any spooky specters? Uh, tell me all about it if you did. Um, but yeah, let me know if you've been there. Let me know what it's like. And um, as always, um, until next crime. Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassiopeia is a Pizza and Pigtails production. All episodes are researched, written, and edited by yours truly. You can find new episodes every Friday with bonus episodes coming out every other Tuesday. You can find the podcast on your favorite listening platform, or now you can find it on YouTube as well. Don't forget to follow along on social media, creepycases.spookyspaces, for all future news updates and maybe some content that you won't find on the podcast. Also, be sure to subscribe so you can get access to bonus content, early access to content, and a couple of little thank you swag. If you'd like to contact me about appearing on a future episode, maybe you would like to suggest your own creepy case or spooky space, or maybe you'd also like to reach out about ad space, you can reach me directly at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com, or feel free to reach out through those social media platforms as well. And as always, see you next crime. <laughs>